Welcome back for another episode of the AWG Podcast, where we discuss the biggest topics and trends in the water sport and boat tour industry. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and join our mailing list by visiting watersportpodcast.com. After you finish listening, continue the conversation in our Facebook group, Water Sport and Boat Tour Operators. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. They come to relax. Enjoy the beach. Have fun and spend money. And that's where we come in. This is the Awkward Water Sport Guys podcast. Find out tips on the best ways to market and operate a water sports business. If you're a water sports operator, you need to grow your brand, operate more safely, upgrade your operations, and of course, increase bookings. We're industry veterans broadcasting from Destin, Florida. This is the Awkward Water Sport Guys podcast. And this is Kevin O'Neill and Greg Fisher. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of the Awkward Water Sports Guy podcast. Today, we're going to be talking with Ian and Haley Blaze of Cruise and Tiki's. We're going to learn a little bit about who they are, how they started Cruise and Tiki's, how they get into water sports, a lot about their business and operations and a couple other fun things. But before we get started, uh, I wanted to just remind everybody that our water sport forum is live for registration, the arrival um, water sports forum. And we uh, have more information. We were kind of teasing everybody the last few episodes of like who's going to be at, uh, our roundtable host and what type of topic. So we're going to kind of dive in and tell you a little bit about what the event's going to be about. So first of all, the event is going to be taking place at the Rosen Resort in Orlando from October 18th through the 22nd. Now, the Watersport Forum is an add-on to the Arrival Conference, and I'm not going to go too much about the Arrival Conference. We talked about a lot on the show, but if you go to arrival.travel, you can kind of get an overlay of the entire event. But the Watersport Forum is something that is sponsored by the Awkward Watersport Guys and Trip Shock, and it's a just a four-hour event where we bring people together in these uh, small roundtable sessions and talk about specific topics that have to do with water sports. And there's a whole slew of topics. And then we have roundtable hosts, uh, which we call our kind of our experts to kind of moderate the, the conversation. And these are folks that you might see in our Facebook group, people that have lots of experience in the industry. So we found some really, really great, really diverse group to uh, be our roundtable host. So if you want to register, you go to arrival.travel, you register for the event, and then you're going to add on the uh, water sport forum, which is an additional $50. And it does go up if you wait for the registration. So I believe the first deadline is end of this month uh, to sign up for the $50 price. After that, it's going to continue to go up. So definitely get on there. But uh, some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about and some of our guests. So as you know, Kevin and I are going to be uh, one of the roundtable hosts. We're also going to be doing a small presentation in the beginning. And we'll tell more about that a little bit later. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to start with you. You know, Kevin's going to be doing uh, the relationship between company culture and customer service and diversification and strategic pivots. And you can sign up for two roundtables. There's going to be two different sessions. There might be a lot of great topics that you want to do, but unfortunately, you're going to do two of them. But if you bring a few employees of yours, you can kind of 
divide and conquer and go to multiple ones and then share those ideas. I'm going to be doing adapting to water sport regulations and business branding. And then we have Jason Crotto from Horizon Revenue Management in Sebago Key West. He's going to be doing revenue and yield management, product positioning and distribution. Rachel, VP of Supply at TripShock, is going to be doing successful OTA partnerships and employee legal issues and other legal challenges. Rachel is also um, a lawyer, so that's kind of cool. Kevin Nobis from Benita Jetski and Paracel. He'll be covering uh, best wave runner maintenance practices, also employee team motivation and boosting sales. Our good friend Justin Buzzy from Get Up and Go Kayaking. He's going to be doing Instagram tips and tricks and also franchising or different growth methods. Chris Woodruff, Paddles by the Sea. He's going to be doing business and community partnership building and also managing multiple locations. Brian Hershey from Bear Like Fun is going to be doing direct relationships and deal- with dealerships and equipment manufacturers and GPS technology fleet tracking. Uh, Stephen Edwards of Amp Agency is going to be doing why and how to track everything, call tracking, conversion tracking, and also why you should be on TikTok. Merica McEnroth from Von Mac Agency uh, is going to be doing using geotargeting and ad strategy and cultivating reviews and using them to increase sales. Kai Capro from Paddle Pub is going to be doing prospecting new locations, analyzing new markets, and scaling a new business. And we might be bring on a couple um, other roundtable hosts, but for now, that's our, our lineup. So a lot of really good topics to choose from. In fact, there's a lot of them that I want to be in, but I'm a roundtable host, so I'm going to have my employees go and, and check them out. I was I was fucking sleeping. That was the worst pitch I've ever heard in my life. Dude, next time I'm going to do this shit, and, and I'll tell you, we're going to have fucking so many people signing up. I'm like, guys, this is the greatest of all roundtables. We should. We should have somebody doing something on sales, man, like phone sales, like how to sell on phone. We should, man, maybe in the, on uh, year two or something like that. Or Well, yeah. you know, there is... There is about 20, uh, well, there's more than that. I was thinking there's probably like 40 submissions of different uh, topics, but like, how do you break down, you know? I, I honestly feel like, man, this is just something the industry has needed for so long. Like, um, you know, I, obviously, like, I'm super passionate about my topic, but I think that, I think that this, like, some, really sums it up that, I feel like we're we actually have a culture that can be our own, and it's really it's really fucking cool, man. Um, because there's and I've said it before, there's so many other horrific, boring like, like like come to the orthopedic conference or you know the dental conference, and like Jesus, who like I'd rather go on a a fucking shotgun barrel tasting tour than fucking go to one of those things. You know what I mean? So, so to have our, to actually have a forum, to have a bunch of us, uh, that are getting in and the people that are in the, on the ground floor of, uh, this, uh, sort of like cultural movement, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, sound like cheeky or anything like that, but that's what I feel like it is. Um, and that, I think it's going to be fantastic. And I mean, that sort of really leads us into today's guest. Yeah. It's like, you know, we, we talked a lot today about culture, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or did you uh, have more to say about the event? I'm sorry. Did I, did I cut um, that off too early? I, I, think, I, think I, got, I think I got it all. The last thing I was going to say was probably the only thing everyone, everyone, anyone's going to remember, and that's there's an open bar after the round table. Oh. <laughs> Listen, open these are water cocktail. sports guys. There will probably be an open bar before the fucking roundtable. Yeah, there, there'll be drinks in the hand during the roundtable sessions. But no, there is an open bar after the roundtable session for an hey. hour. We have cocktails. It's going to be fun. I've been Sign really up. thinking about this a lot. I'm sorry. Okay. Sign up. Yeah, come. Sign because this is before you tell them to sign up. What are we going to wear, dude? You can't wear like business casual. I've been thinking about this a lot. So I either have two 
two options, either like wild, crazy Hawaiian shirt, which I bought four of them on Amazon thinking about this, or a tuxedo, like a dinner tuxedo, like a real like wildly loud tuxedo. What are you going to wear? I was just going to wear a trip shock shirt. I mean, no, it's a- no, no, no. We're got to be more fun than that, man. We got to, you got to put that away. The casual business, casual shoes, the fucking polo. Like I'm wearing our, our polo that Greg had made for us. I mean, no, 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 no. We got to get it crazy, man. Can you wear like a captain's hat? Okay. Well, all right, that's fine. You, you are in charge of the wardrobe, <laughs> wardrobe, okay? Yeah, I'll put you in charge of the wardrobe. <laughs> Can we wear onesies? <laughs> the Borat onesies? Yeah. <laughs> like a little name tag on the fucking thing. Like, Greg. No. I'm telling you, we gotta have we gotta have fun with this, dude. We gotta have like we have like poppers and luau's. Like we can't do it. Like this can't be straight guy bullshit, man. It's gotta be fun because our culture is the best culture and we have to differentiate ourselves fucking from the cheese tour guys, man. You know, it's plenty of cheese yeah. tour guys are gonna be wearing business casual. Water sport guys? You're crazy. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I don't right, know what's well- wrong with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, let's loud. So today we we have our interview with with Ian and Haley Blaze of Cruise and Tiki's, and it was really fun. One of my favorite episodes by far. Yeah, for sure. And you know they've been so busy. I think this is like the second time we we had to reschedule because you know this is a husband wife small business that they are doing so much for that for that company and. And this is expected. I mean, we're trying to do interviews in the middle of summer. We understand, like, you know, if if one of our interviewees call and say, hey, I got I got an emergency. I got my engine that needs fixed. We're not going to worry. We understand, like, this is... All right. I, th- I feel like we should, like, be a little transparent here because I do kind of feel bad about Steven on the last show. <laughs> so we tried, like, it was literally a last-minute thing where we had to cancel the interview. So I was like, hold on. So me and Greg are just staring at each other via, like, fucking Zoom going, like, what are we going to do? What, what are we going to talk about? And we're just yeah. like, normally our shows get are born from a conversation that me and Greg will have during the week. And it's not anything. It's just as casual as our show, shows are. So we were just kind of, like, both put on the spot. And we were sort of like, oh, shit, what do we talk about? And then Greg's like, let's just rant about something. And I'm like, oh, I hate TikTok. And so I'm like, let's call Steve and Edwards from Amp Agency. He'll come on. So he did. He came on and did the show and it was just so all over the place and i'm i was the one who said let's cut it because i sounded like a fucking unhinged unhinged more of an unhinged lunatic than what i am like i I wasn't ready to like be positive about tiktok i don't really hate tiktok so with just the show was just kind of bouncing all over the place it had no continuity had no form and we had yeah there wasn't a lot of value i mean i was i was just mad about how tiktok and instagram is turning to a a soft porn lead to people's only fans pages and and i think we sounded like old men and like you said we sounded like old men yeah we weren't bringing value yeah Yeah, no value so i big big thanks to steve to come on the show i didn't even talk to him about like hey we just we're not gonna run that show and he came on last second and and rapped with us but uh yeah so we're so we gotta yeah we gotta give him a little plug so steve from amp agency that's right. You get a free shout out. So. No, he's fucking. Yeah. They're awful. Don't. They're terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does a bunch of shit for me. I all, you know, like I said, all transparency. Like Steve is, uh, Steve is a marketer that works for the Destiny team, works with the Destiny team. So, uh, yeah, yeah 
those guys do a great job and they're always always there when we need them even fucking last minute requests to come do our weird weird ass podcast show but with that being said we got a ton of great today's i think chris woodruff asked uh he wanted to hear more uh operator stories more of the M- uh, like the npr show how i built this um there was that going on in this episode. Uh, we talked a little, a little bit about everything. Ian Blaze is my kind of dude. Uh, he's a fucking captain. He's an unlimited master captain. To me, that's like the most – you go to Maritime Academy. Like I, I fucking – I man crush on shit like that. I got nothing but respect for that because, man, you got to be really smart to come out of that out of that school with a the, with the degree. And um, well, you're a captain from the Maritime Academy. So, yeah, man, I'm re- I, I love the show and I, I'm, I'm pretty excited to get into it. So uh, – Unless you got anything else to add, uh, let's fucking get naked. That's it. I mean, let's let's get awkward. Let's get awkward. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what my deal with wanting to get naked today is. You're I'm crazy. not wearing any pants. Just just so you know. All right, we're going All to right. the interview. Hey everyone, and welcome back. We're here with Ian and Haley Blaze, owner operators of Cruise and Tiki's in Destin. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank um, you. Hey guys. I don't know. It's got a badass fucking last name to be in water sports, you know? Blaze. <laughs> Blazing tiki's, man. Come on. <laughs> shit, fire. I would I would be running that all day long. Come to Blazing Tiki's. Our shit's uh, fire. I don't know. If we if we had if we had that freedom, we would. Otherwise, you no, know, we're just part we're a franchise of uh cruising tiki's international. Otherwise, yes, I agree. I would run with that for sure. <laughs> yes. Before we get into uh, the Cruise and Tiki's uh, conversation, uh, I would like to know a little bit about how both got into water sports, and we will do ladies first. So, Haley, tell us how you got into water sports. Oh, goodness. I kind of just followed <laughs> the lead of, of my husband. So, I um, had no actual background in water sports. Um, I was a professional ballet dancer and still dabble in it and teach and whatnot but kind of follow the lead of, of ian yeah and i uh i grew up on a boat a uh, 30 foot sailboat in miami south florida with my brother and i um and that's how it just i've been boating and sailing and anything to do with water for since i can remember and then we uh went, around, uh, went to uh the academy up in maine and um came out with 500 ton mates, both of us, and then went uh, offshore and yachting and pretty much every venue that is sailing ships or yachts or anything on the, on the water um, for 15 or so years uh, before my brother uh, relocated to Key West. Uh, and then my, my wife and I, I went up to um, Seattle. We, we rekindled our relationship because we met way back in the day when we were kids, um, 16 and 17 at, um, a summer summer program at Pacific Northwest Ballet, and um, yeah, sorry, you, my, wait, my daughter. Wait, can, how about some uh, little background? What you were you were there working security, so we don't do video, but uh, Ian looks like <laughs> a type of guy that definitely like super into ballet, uh, like, <laughs> beard, bald head, presumably lots of tattoos, you know, like <laughs> man after my own heart, you know. So when you look at him, you think fucking ballet, you know, yeah, totally. <laughs> You were there yeah. building the cabins at the the retreat, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, a ballet yeah. dancer? Are you are you fucking with me? Or? Ba- ballet? I was uh, ballet. Ended up we got my brother and I got into ballet because my old man. <clears throat> we we went to that stage when we were kids. You know when you, you find a new word, you say it a lot. Well, one of them was "I bet you" or "I bet you won't." When we when we got into that whole betting thing, well, my father had a hair up his ass one day and said, "All right, well, you you don't understand the definition of betting because it's a wager, and if you lose it, you're 
so yeah, anyway, I, my brother went through this phase where we were, you know, well, bet you won't, bet you won't, bet you won't. My old man was like, we were betting and we weren't paying up the, any wages because they were just kids. And so my old man was like, well, we, he said, we're going to do ballet. And I said, no, I bet you. I said, the only way we'll do it is if you, my dad was very similar in appearance as me. I said, the only way I'll do it is if you take class. And I said, you know, we went to that phase. I was like, surely he's never going to do it. It's, it's a girl's thing. And sure enough, he did one class. And, and then he's like, all right, you're in. And uh, it's a lot of boys get free scholarships a lot. So uh, I was like, well, shit. And then it came time to, he's like, all right, well, we're going. I said, where are we going today, dad? He goes, oh, no, we're going to ballet. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you, you lost the bet. You got to pay up. This is, this is, this is you paying up the bet. So then we got into it and then slowly it's very athletic. And so I enjoyed that part portion of it. And then uh, fast forward, I hit puberty and then I get to dance with girls. And uh, yeah, so I stayed for a long time. <laughs> then the, thing, and the thing is, is that you're still like built like a, a ballet dancer. For no one, again, you can't see. He's like zero percent body fat. Like just, <laughs> yeah, yeah no. totally looks like that's why. Listen, I don't like this. Is so bizarre. This is like a, an aside. But your brother Sean and his wife Mandy live in Key West, and and so we're like in like let's talk Destin or one of these groups and I can't remember what it was but it was some something I, re- I responded to something about something and I, and I can't remember how it came up but me and and Mandy had all these similar friends like close people that I know not just like Facebook friends but people I know very very well in Key West so in the thread I'm like hey you live in Destin? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I do too. And they like, kind of like went back and forth. And she's like, yeah, we're on cruising Tiki's. And I was like, Blaze, I'm like, I know that last name. So you guys got like, Ian must be related. Cause this was after we like had sort of met in the zoom meetings. And then, yeah, like we shared all these, you know, all these same people. I'm like, I have no idea how I don't like know you guys personally. Cause I lived in Key West for 10 years. Like I see the Atosha coin on your neck. Like, right. oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, man. That's and crazy. I'm like, well, what a fucking small world. And we've tried to like get together for dinner a couple of times and it just hasn't materialized. Cause I live way the fuck out in the boonies and you know, they live in Destin. So, but yeah, uh, yeah we're going to have to all like get together and uh, you guys have spent some time in Key West cause there's a little bit of provenance with uh, cruise and tiki's and Destin, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's how it, to, on that note, that's awesome. It is a very small world and it's just surprising how many people we do know that in, in a roundabout way, like two or three friends removed. And obviously social media makes, you know, all that connection and, and recognition uh, possible. But yeah, so they, they moved to Key West. Um, I went rekindled after, well, backstory, long story short, but back to the graduation or uh, I was dancing. I went up and met my wife. We split for 10 years. Um, we were doing a variety of things, sailing. I, I was sailing offshore, went to college, my brother and I and so forth. And then uh, came back and as I was sailing, my wife found me on MySpace, if you remember where that is. And so once that hit... Small world. My mother turns out she was an hour, uh, what, two miles away from where you were up there doing Le- a lesson. Yeah, she was living in, like almost right down the street from where I was in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. So anyway, my, and then coincidentally, my mother she reaches Haley reaches out to me on on MySpace to say, and then we decided to go rekindle it. But my mother also needed help moving, so I flew out there. The company paid for it. I went out there and rekindled, helped move my mother and. Fast track, we moved back down to Florida where my brother was. And then um, fast forwarding a couple of years, my brother decided to relocate to Key West because we, we we grew up in Miami. So we were down in Key West quite a bit in that whole area, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Key West. Uh, anyway, he moved down to Miami. My wife and I moved up to the Northwest. Not to say it again, but fast forward another five, six years or something like that. 
my brother texts me four years ago now, what would be four years ago, and goes, hey, dude, check this out. This is what we should do. You know, he was running his own charter business down there in Key West and he, with well, with Mandy and so forth and um, historic tours down there. And anyway, it was a no brainer, man. I, the TQ is beautifully attract. It was gorgeous. I went down there, visited him, saw um, my family down there. My mother was living down there and it was. He was, he was running, he was running historic seaport tours. Yeah. Yeah, historic tours. Like a, it was like a six pack, right? Like, and actually inside of the, he would go in the 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 seaport there and he, run tours inside the actual seaport, right? What do you mean the seaport? Like the basin, or because he would do he was really the only operation doing history tours of all the history that is in Key West or that is Key West, except he wouldn't go to Dry Tortugas. Like the bite, I'm talking about. Like Key yeah, West the bite. bite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, right oh, there in front shit. of schooners. Yep. Yeah, he, I remember. He, he, that's crazy. That was your brother. He has the black. Uh, he has the black um, uh, Willard old Navy launch. It's a old. It's all a right. big Navy launch. A beautiful looking boat with a plumb bow and, and you know inboard and all that. And he would I run know that. tours. I know that boat. They weren't. Um, they weren't uh, six pack. They run. I think he had. A, I don't know. Twenty nine passenger. Thirty passenger. Something like that. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't a six pack because it's a forty foot boat. Forty four Willard. He had. He he reached out and he's like, hey, let's do this. And then I reached out to Greg Darby, uh, who's cruising Tiki's International in uh, Fort Lauderdale, and you know he's a retired um, engineer and kind of stumbled on this whole thing himself, looking for to build a little tiki hut for his retirement, um, have some cocktails at the end of his property uh, in Fort Lauderdale. And he um, decided to splash. He lives on the New River in Fort Lauderdale. Anyway, he splashed it on the back of his property and then to put an outboard on it uh, shortly after. And took it down New River. New River has something very similar to Harborwalk Village, you know, where there's a lot of pedestrian, a lot of traffic action on Los Olas Boulevard that runs right by New River. Anyway, he went down that river and, every, and it's all history now. You know, that's, his phone started ringing. He decided to franchise it. Key West put it on the map and we saw it in Key West and brought it here to Destin. And that's the short of it. I mean, we, me and we, we've been working together for a couple of years now, maybe three years. Yes. Um, you know, everything kind of blurred with, with COVID, but it's one of the fastest growing activities on our site. I mean, you could probably have 10 tiki's in Destin and fill them all up. I mean, there's a, there's a special draw to it because I think when people see it, it's not the same as your typical, just like six pack private trip, right? It's themed, kind of has an island vibe to it. I think that's what is so attractive to customers. But what do you think is is driving the interest in Cruise and Tiki's? I think it's, uh, and Haley, correct me if I'm wrong or add something to it if you like, but I think it has a lot to do with, yes, it is a six pack. You get a, you get an intimate feeling. It's a bar on the water, low free board. You're kind of sitting on the back deck of, of, a, of a, you know, everybody wants to go to the restaurant to sit outside if it's nice weather. So this brings that to that. But it also... And this is something I was thinking about the other day. The captain, and it coincided with uh, COVID and, and CDC guidelines, but the captain sits in the middle as a, like what would be a bartender, but he's just a, he's an operator, he's a USCG licensed uh, captain. He can interact with all of them, and I think besides that and all and what we offer and all all the incidentals and what make the whole experience, I think that's a part of it. It's a big part of it versus having you know all six passengers and you got to holler to reach. You know, the guy that's the furthest away if you want to have a conversation with him, whereas you have all six around you, they all have six feet apart from each other. And it's it's a very intimate uh, experience, you know, and then you bring whatever you'd like to drink. And, you know, yeah, the theme, the theme is money. You know, it's it's awesome. How big is Cruise and Tiki's now? How many locations? How many boats? Is it is it mainly in the southeast or is it spreading out west? And it's it's spreading quickly. Um, we had a call the other day for um, a couple locations. Kentucky, Galveston, they're they're in Tampa, St. Pete. These are all Florida locations, but they're in Lake Havasu. Uh, they're in Con- Lake Conroe, Texas. 
up no up north Chicago, but um, they were they were in Buffalo, New York, and that that was really besides my brother telling me in Key West that these were rolling uh, down there in Key West, and they sail out they sail out of the uh, the bite Garrison bite, and they sail all the way around under the bridge and over to Mallory Square and then back, and I was like. If it's killing doing that run here, I go look at Destin, you know, between, you know, Har- the harbor and Crab Island, the attraction with the limitations of speed and the necessity of sheltered waters. It just, it was a perfect idea. You know, it was a no brainer. I was just, I got on board immediately and, and bought the first one, which we should have started with two, but you know, it's hard to find slippage in Destin. I, and I want to, I got a question cause I feel like it'd be another hard thing to find are captains if you're trying to scale. So if you want to like have a fleet of 10 tiki's, like how difficult is that for your larger, you know, your larger locations? If it were, if, if you have that, uh, the, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you're probably like, man, we could probably have 20 crews and tiki's here as much as your phone rings. I wouldn't doubt it. I've seen your guys' marketing, but how hard is it to staff? It's not too hard to staff. The limitation is we want to make sure that we're still a, an attra- attractive experience. And I'd rather be sold out than have seats available. Um, because I think it's it, it means it keep, it maintains our desirability for one, but two, the real limitation is just is uh, square footage dockage. It's, it's you know we don't we can't you can't hook up and get on a plane, so we cannot be far from our you know our cruise is the harbor. If we if we were to do some uh, add more, we we can't really be uh, we have our own limitations. I guess is what I'm saying. Like and 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 the main one is dockage. We have four slips that Claw's been great about. You know, he built, he widened our slips for us, and uh, each one has its own gate, steps, and so forth. And the reality is, is there's just we're 15 by 15 or 16 by 16, and so we need a little bit wider slip, but we don't need a super long. And so having finding a 15 foot slip that's not 40 foot 45 is not super easy. You know, and he custom built our docks for us, so we're very we're very happy where we are right now. Yeah, dockage is like always the pro. It doesn't matter what you're running, man. Like tiki boats, uh, parasail boats, rental boats. It's like they're not making any more waterfront real estate, and it's always always the, the great problem, man. I know, I know. I just trust, wish we could own some. Just wish we could own some. Trust me, man. I, I know we have we have seventeen pair we have seventeen pontoon boats and a dozen jet skis. So, like when you know we have some stuff going on right now. I'm, I'm not really I'm not I'm not gonna really go into. But like when yeah. you gotta move that, you're just like, oh my god. You know what I mean? Where are you gonna put? Right. Right. End up being like thirty vessels. But that's always like anytime we have new operators on the show, they're always that's always like ah, where do I go? Where do I? You know, we got guys like renting jet skis. Uh, that's all right. Put them in in the local lake and stuff you know right and that's that's our that's the other main motivation besides dockage is you know if we have a great arrangement right now there are no other options for us so we don't i don't want to be moving if god forbid you know we don't we lose our our slips or you know for anything where you know for moving four is enough i don't know where we'd put them you know i hope we never have to make that decision but you know moving more than four like you guys you know these are 15, so we don't, they don't come out on a trailer easy. Once they're splashed, we haul them out dry dock, you know, with a, with a lift over at Brooks Bridge. But they can't come out of the water e- as easily as, say, a pontoon or a jet ski. And so that's another limitation, you know. So I, when I go down there and do maintenance, I, I got to either do maintenance on the engine or I have to pull the engine off and, and, and service it and so forth. This might be a stupid question, but can, can the captains actually serve beer and wine? Can they actually act as a bartender? No, we don't. We don't. We don't allow that. They, it's BYOB. Uh, it's just for liability purposes. It's it. it uh, yeah, yeah. That's the only motivation behind that. But otherwise, yeah, they could. We get we get that question all the time. That and do we are we serving drinks at Crab Island? No. 
No, it's everything's BYOB and it's a charter boat. I have a question for Haley and you guys have phenomenal marketing, social media. I mean, uh, the brand of Cruise and Tiki's is very strong here and it literally came out of nowhere in a, in a few years. Having a product like this and we've sold a lot of like themed products, themed boat tours in the past 10 years. And it's very difficult because no one's going to Google or no one's seeking out a Tiki boat tour. At least maybe 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 they are now because you've guys done a good job branding, but before it wasn't like that. How do you create that how do you attract that top of funnel traffic? Um, I mean it's just the whole concept is just fun. I mean it's a really um unique way to get out onto the water. So it's a super easy sell, honestly, once people see like what we're doing, what it's about. And so like especially with social media, you know, we show pictures of people having fun or family vacations, of course, bachelorette parties, because those are like some of our biggest trips and um girls trips and stuff like that. So it's just it's actually really easy just because it is so much fun and it's so unique. Um and the brand is fun. It's just like, I have fun doing all the marketing and, you know, sharing with everybody on social media, like the different types of trips that we do and the customers and weird stuff that happens out there <laughs> stuff that should just stay on the tiki and maybe not even make it to social media. But, you know, it's just, it's really not a hard sell. I think, know? I think another attraction to it too is selling individual seats versus re- requiring a private charter. It's a lot of, when we came down, I remember the few times we came down here before we moved, you know, it was just her and her and I, and, uh, you know, we're walking around trying to get on the water. I don't want a whole pontoon boat. You know, I didn't want, I was just me. I wanted one, you know, I'll get a six pack and go get on the water. And, uh, there wasn't a lot of options for buying individual seats, you know, and same thing for not just one person. It was just me, but two, two seats. And so that was a really strong, in the beginning, it was very helpful for us when we started was the fact that we were selling individual seats and a couple could go out with a two person minimum. A couple could go out and have a good time and, you know, a romantic evening, et cetera. Is that ever a challenge, Ian, though? Because I, I do see that at times there's a lot of one seats, one seat left type situations, but as you, you kind of build that into your, you know, uh, your pro forma to kind of not be much. at a 100%. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, and then we, we do, we do motivate people to try and reserve the whole vessel. If that's the case, then they, then they, it's not much of a concern. But when an odd number comes on board, what we have noticed is Crab Island, especially after COVID, much more so than last year is that after, uh, Crab Island's in such demand that there will be people, there'll be a couple that will split themselves up as, as long as, and, and, and they'll go one and one because they'll know there'll be a Crab Island 15 minutes later and the tiki's will be right next to each other and they can party and have a good time out there. Um, so mm-hmm. that kind of fills those extra seats, but there's not much we can do about that. We don't really pursue trying to fill it. You know, majority of the time, even numbers uh, come out and this is what it is. Yeah. And back to the, the marketing, I, I do notice that you guys are, you, you leverage uh, distribution channels. Obviously you work with TripShock, um, you, you're on TripAdvisor, you use some of some local OTAs. Um. They're on the Fair Harbor Distribution Network. I got, I got them on my site. I'll be selling you guys too. <laughs> do you do you feel like that was an important part of, of of a branding play because of the reach that a lot of distributors have? Uh, Haley, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, working with you guys, Trip Trip Shock and Trip Advisor, especially as a new business here, um, a new entity, it definitely helped with the reach and um, you know, kind of just jumpstarting us and then maintaining, especially during off seasons and all that. 
it, it's definitely helped, you know, show our presence to the local areas or people that are coming to visit um, and, and plan their trips. It's definitely helped. And like uh, the other, I've talked to you other franchise locations that have maybe struggled a little bit. And I'm like, you guys got to do this, you know, talk to TripShock or sign on with them so they can help boost your sales and get those those seats sold. So it, it's definitely helped for us tremendously. One of the things, one of the things I'd like to do, speaking of that back, the back channels, um, the, the local, the local, uh, networks is I'd like to improve our backlinks. I've been reading a lot about uh, SEO and optimization and so forth. And I was um, one of the main things they're talking about is if you can get these backlinks, like you can get other individual pages to like have links to other pages, it improves the rankings in Google. And it's something I'm trying to work on, but it's obviously I'm, I'm learning on the fly. So it's, you know what I'm talking about, Kevin? Man, I probably know that a lot of your bookings are probably coming from OTAs, right? Like Trip Shock and Fair Harbor, and uh, are you guys doing a quite an amount, uh, quite a bit of bookings through those marketplaces? Uh, like yeah, Trip a Advisor. good portion. In the beginning, it was the case. Uh, not so much anymore. Now we have a lot of direct bookings straight to the site because people know who we are now, and um, they kind of think uh, a lot of repeat clientele too. But they just come straight yeah. to the site now, and um, so I'd say <sighs> roughly it would, it would probably be no more than fifty percent. That's rough. So uh, you know the the thing when we when you talk about like backlinking and SEO and that sort of stuff, like I I know the so I have pontoons which I would consider much more of like a commodity here, but I don't do jet ski rentals. I do jet ski tours. But nobody's looking for jet ski tours. So when right. you're when you're in that battle, when you're trying, you're you get put into a different bucket, which is things to do. And right. I think this is how most people end up probably finding things like cruise and tiki's because you're in a classification all of itself. Like there's not going to be a huge search volume yet for cruise and tiki's or tiki boat tours. Right. With the way you guys are going, that more than likely uh, it's just like uh, channel locks, right? They're not vice grips; they're channel locks. It's not yeah. tissue. It's Kleenex. So I think in right. that regard, you guys are probably, you guys have a, uh, you guys are not fighting an uphill battle. Like people will probably end up searching cruising tiki's rather than tiki boat. Uh, tiki boat charter because it's just it's the only it's the only game out there out there like it so the backlinking and seo thing is it's going to be an uphill battle just because you're gonna you're gonna be fighting against miniature golf jet ski cruises it's it's like you're competing against everything there is to do in in that market and man like backlinking and seo is like man fucking put your wrenches down for like the next five years if you want to get in that because that's a whole different kind of wrenching man oh i know oh it's overwhelming I'm learning. I'm learning, and it's slow. It's like a, it's a quagmire. I'm just I'm trudging through it. You know, and it's. I hear. I hear what you're saying. I think more generalized searches that you can probably do well on, like boat tours. I mean, they're not going to be searched nearly as much as like dolphin cruises, but yeah. there's enough to where you can probably rock those. And your Instagram, your Instagram game is fucking fantastic, man. Like every time I see your guys' Instagram posts, I just I'm always like, man, I'm not, you know. And I love marketing too, and I'm so behind with 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 that. That, man because you guys just do, do a fantastic job of, of presenting the fun is that uh is that mrs blaze there are you out there with the camera doing the photos and stuff <laughs> i wish i could be out there every day with the camera but man i i can never get out all the tiki's are sold out where do you where do you guys where do you guys get your content where where you guys get so, all your great content actually um i i'm sure you know kaylee she and her oh. and i work closely together 
And, okay. you know, she, she runs a lot of the social media game here in Destin for various businesses. And so every single time she comes across something, she helps me out, sends it to me, you know, because she follows every hashtag <laughs> in the book. So, you know, anything. Uh, I should have no, I should have known. <laughs> I, we, we had her on the That's show not too long ago. my pocket ago. right there. <laughs> Yeah, because I couldn't be a dude because a, a guy going out there asking to take a, hey, let me take a picture of you on the tiki boat. Ah, cool. yeah. Take it easy, but, Chester. You know, we get so many. Uh... <laughs> I knew it had to be a girl. <laughs> so, uh, but I get so many that just, you know, people tagging us in the photos. So I just, I stockpile content and so that i can keep on even in our off season i can keep on rolling stuff out throughout the the off season which is pretty short nice now. and, um, and but, that's so great I, I love it i love seeing when people put the gas down and like that was the one thing that i always saw on this mark that was really lacking like don't get me wrong like i want to take i want to take a break like everybody else but man like when these motherfuckers go on break man they break they are gone like every <laughs> just is closed down man but charles is just like those websites just like closed for business i'm like <laughs> fuck yeah i wish i had that kind of money man <laughs> <laughs> come, come back in june leave me uh, fucking golfing. Yeah. yeah, I wish I wish too, man. You know, we have to, we we run a year round. We, we we try and partake in a lot of the the little events the boathouse puts on, a lot of other local establishments. And and Haley Haley's a genius in terms of the marketing. She's the one that that, that does all the cross promotions and all the interactions and inter- introductions and so forth. And we have we have a, a tight circle that is very. Uh, helpful you know it's it's advantageous for a variety of reasons besides just good, good well, people. it's also very important to stay committed to your community as well um and because I, tr- I try to do a lot of outreach with like schools you know donations and um various other uh just community events um, like just the other day on monday we had this little girl who um, her family was gifted a trip to Destin from make a wish foundation. And she just wanted to see crab Island. She wanted to meet the coconut girls from wild Destin. And I was like, well, it's a no brainer. Obviously she's going to have to arrive to crab Island on a tiki boat. There's no other way (laughs) that this girl, she had, she was, when she was born, she weighed in at one pound ended up having cancer in both of her eyes and had to have one uh, removed when she was eight months old. So it's just like, it's certain things like that. It's like giving back to the community, but also with the Tiki's, like we are really making an impression on our customers and our passengers that leave them with memories for their entire life. Like this girl's family is going to remember this. And so I just think it's really important to stay committed to your community and do what you can to help out within that larger circle, I guess. So that that's a really big part of the marketing as well. So what's your guys's what's your guys's plans for the future? You know, you say you have you have problems like doggage. Are, are you got and I mean, don't you don't have to like give any you know any uh, plans away for world domination or anything like that. But I mean, so uh, obviously, uh, Ian, you're you're wrenching. So Haley, you're doing the marketing. Ian, you're 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 doing the day to day operation stuff. I'm t- I'm assuming you don't drive any of the tiki's unless somebody somebody puts their pants on. Yeah, I did. Uh... In the beginning, but no, I, my hands are full just maintaining the vessels, you know, and general maintenance. Right. And a lot of it, I try to do a lot of preventive stuff, you know, to make sure that nothing dies on me in the middle of the season and then I'll, and I'll tear it all off. apart in the winter. 
But so, that's pretty much so, what I do. So is this like a lifestyle business for you guys? Like are you going to continue running? You know, are you going to continue uh, running offshore in the future? Or do you guys want to like grow this? Like what's what's the future look like for you guys? Oh, we're can, like we're very content. I'd like I'd like to get more slippage. I'd like to get a property in, in the harbor and maybe add a couple more. But I think we're good, man. I, I like I'm thrilled the fact that I have the opportunity now to retire from sailing offshore. It's much more rewarding to turn wrenches and sweat, drip off from my you know work for myself, drip off my brow you know repeatedly at seven o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. I'm the first one down there turning wrenches and stuff and and every day. Dude, I, if I, you find that rewarding, I got a whole bunch of boats and jet skis <laughs> like before Walton. You just come right on over there when you're done and just fucking be rewarded all day long. I know. I was splicing. Treat yourself. I was splicing. I was splicing wires on, on a, hard, a wiring harness the other day, and I was just thinking to myself, you know, as I was as, do, as I was doing it, how hot it was, beastly hot, but it's still, and I was the only person there. It was still peaceful for me versus going offshore. You know, I, like I was done. I, Twenty years offshore, I was done. And then for me, in terms of the future, this is it. You know, we're gonna be here. We're we'll see if there's a little room for to add another one, but it's never gonna be anything. It's not gonna be any major takeover by any means. It's a uh, it's a it's a support. It's a, it's to supplement my loss. You know, I'm not working offshore anymore and just support my family. That's the extent of it. You know, like that's uh, awesome. You guys got kids? Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> How many three girls? How many three three girls? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're not you're not going for a four, Ian. You're not trying to get that that boy. You're not that dude. No, I, I I I mentioned it. No, we just got a little. We just got a little. Dope he just got and a that's puppy. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's enough. Uh, it's 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 going you. it's going through the uh, house potty training thing plenty fast for me, and I was like, oh. I tried to push her into to, to, to doing it, but you know, I was like, and then I got the dog, and I was like, man, I'm so glad this animal's growing fast and getting going to get house trained quickly versus three years of you know a crying infant, and, <laughs> diapers, and diapers, and so forth. I'm like, oh, forget it, I'm done with it. And so, I'm glad how, that how old are you? Huh? How old are you? Forty. Yeah. Four, oh yeah, man. Forties. I'm 42, and uh, uh, up until five months ago, I looked like I was 29 because we just had our third. Bo- we had a third child, and I got yeah. a baby again. And I'm like, oh my god, what did I fucking do? <laughs> do not recommend I, children I, post 40, my man. I, I, I just, I just do the same. I had two weeks ago, like or three weeks ago, when we got that dog. I was like, oh my god, what did I do? What did I do? You know, I'm up every night, every night. Three or four yeah. times a night to try and make that to get that doghouse trained. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. so glad. Well, you were offshore for a lot of the times where our our children were. I know, I know. <laughs> so that, that's the part, you know, because it's something like uh, I would like I would like to have that kid, but I think it's. It's not no. the cards. Because I, I keep on showing up at the kennel with my infant boy, and they're like, "We don't, we don't, we don't take we don't children, man. What's wrong with you?" And no, I mean, I'd like give them for adoption, you know, right, right. here. Take him, yeah. take the kid. Maybe yeah, another, another a bald guy with a beard will come in. He'll adopt him or something. He's got a dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't sell him on it. No, yeah, I don't blame you. Dude. We were talking about community, and uh, I just wanted to to bring up that you are on uh, the Destin uh, CRA committee, and you also are are uh, on. You sit on the Harbor Capacity Steering Committee. The, these are um, uh, city city committees, basically to to better the the harbor aesthetics of the community and how things function. And Ian is a uh, you know very involved, and and uh, I think that's great that uh, watersport operators specifically are sitting on these boards. Um, but Ian, what's your, you know, what drove you to want to be part of these committees? Uh, one, do my part, but two, you know, I go to the, go to the city council meetings and, and, the, and some of these boards and, um, 
you know, just seeing how, how substantial the, the, the impact that the, the, the water sport community is in Destin um, with, I would like to have them ultimately have more representation and I, you know, good, I'm good friends with Kevin Schmidt and um, he's, he put me on the board and given my background, I'm one of the, I, I don't know, I, I just, between being a business owner, a local and also, you know, uh, a master uh, mariner, if you will, um, I feel like I, I can give him insight. I can, you know, I understand what some of the issues are with the city and, and the county and, you know, NPS and all that. And there is compromise to be made. And I just want to help find it versus, um, you know, have, have people shoot, shoot something in the dark and not, uh, and have it be a sweeping legislation that just wipes everything out because they want to do something about it, but don't, can't figure out how to negotiate and come to a compromise because there is a compromise to be had. Just, they just need guidance. Well, it's good that your head's shaved because I mean, then you only have your beard to pull your fucking hair out I know. with that. I, I don't, I don't know how you do that's it, why my, man. That's why my beard's gray. Now. Yeah, I, I would. I don't. I don't know how you do it, man. Because it's like I go to those things and I want to. I want to commit fucking violence. You know what I mean? I, I, I stop going to them because I'm just like, I'm like, this is fucking crazy, man. Any people bananas? I, I, I one show I was talking. I was telling. I was like, man, I feel like I should have just opened up like a, 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 a fucking Chinese rubbing tug and sold kratom. You know, like. <laughs> Totally acceptable, upstanding yeah. member of society. What, you rent jet skis? Get the fuck out of here, man. You the rubbing tug's shit. okay. The rubbing tug's okay. <laughs> That's what the fucking wrong with you, man? You guys are weird, man. You go, to, you go to Key West and we're like beloved, you know what I mean? Right. Water sports guys, you know, Ed Smith right. is a fucking, owns a trolley shit. You know, they're tour, they love tourism. And right. here it's this bizarre fucking like, we hate tourists. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, I get it, the local hatred of tourist shit, but you don't, to, to see it like at the top level of government is fucking right. really weird. Like, like right. isn't that like the number one export here? Isn't that isn't too yep. like how ah, the thirteen percent bed tax is enough? Fuck you guys and your boat rentals and evil ways. The amount of the amount of money you know that that is earned every year, you know, is it's ridiculous in terms of not recognizing the that contribution to the local economy. You know, and and so these you know they're they're, they're suggesting proposals that would diminish the coffers like just drastically and i'm like why you you, you that, that doesn't make any sense find a solution that everyone can you know agree to you know in some form or fashion and i don't know you know it's, what it's really it's, I, I mean god dude you you run i will back you you need a ride to the meetings i will come pick you up and drop you off <laughs> like fucking whatever you want like i'll i'm i'll support you dude me go and sit in there I almost ran and got disqualified on not being able to open a campaign checking account in time because I it, the way they did it was like three days notification and I went down to the harbor and it took me one hour to get all the required uh, signatures, you know, along the dock, along the harbor. That's how that's how many people were down there and and make a living in some form or fashion via water sports. And uh, I had it. I went to the I went to the county and they're like, okay, well now you have the signatures. Now you got to go back to the bank and open the bank and then come back to the county to give us a check from that particular bank. And I was like, man, it's, it's, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. What am I going to do? And they're like, oh. And so I went to four banks. Oh, you need an appointment. You need an appointment. You need an appointment. The very next day after I uh, disqualified, I guess, or officially um, withdrew myself, three people were like, oh, you should call me. I could have got you a meeting with a bank and we could have got you a checking account. I'm like, well, now I don't. Now I know. So we'll see. A year and a half away. 
what I understood, and I know little about this at all, thank God, and it's, it's, I will never know much more than what I know now because I hate politics. Uh, but, you know, like a couple guys were just sort of explaining to me that it, it's, it really is like anything else. You have to like get in there and you have to cut your teeth and you have to go through your first shit and you have no idea what you're doing and you fuck it up. And, you know, and it takes a couple uh, rows at it, man. So, I mean, God bless you, dude. I, I, I support you wholeheartedly, man. And no matter how many times you keep trying or hopefully you get in in the first time or whatever you end up doing, man, like I, I, it goes without saying that you have our support and we will, we'll rally the troops and do whatever we got to do, man. Because one thing you're right about is that, uh, the, the jobs, the, the, the provenance, the pedigree, everything that comes with this entire industry is steeped in. And what it is that you learned in school. And, you know, you obviously have, uh, a, you didn't just go do the weekend master class or whatever, you know, you really went and did it. So first of all, I got a ton of respect for that. And, and, and second of all, that, that type of, um, that type of heritage, it does not just exist within the fishing community. You know, you have guys out, you have guys out there that are uh, putting their ass on the line every single day. You know what I mean? Like it, you think somebody, a parasail captain's just driving around dragging a chute. Like that motherfucker's putting in some hours behind those wheels. Those, those guys are really out there getting it done. You know, these sea blaster guys that are out there like back and forth, back and forth, uh, dodging storms, all this shit. Like there's a lot of stuff that gets passed down to dock hands and mates and, and careers get it made starting off as dock hands and deck hands and first mates and six pack catch captains. And it's like, we have such a huge uh, impact there where it's not just one fishing guide and, and maybe a mate or just one fishing guide and a center council. This is a whole industry that's lifting people up into the maritime industry. And man, we need guys like you on the forefront that are, are going to be a lot more articulate and, um, you know, probably less uh, vitriolic than myself. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I, you know, I'm, I wasn't. It is a sharp learning curve. I appreciate the compliment. I'm not. It's. I'm not, I wasn't thrilled about politics. I made a joke about it initially. Uh, you know that I was going to do it, but the thing is, is like if there's any chance that we can control the direction of our own future, then I'll tr- I'll do what I can. And yes, you're right. It, it is. It's a le- sharp learning curve, and I I have fucked it up. I. I'm scrambling trying to catch play catch up because everybody up there's been up there for 12 years, 8 years and I'm like this is my first year I don't know nothing about I had to read the Robert's rules of, you know, you know, it's like I'm like, "Whoa, what did I what did I sign up for? I thought we were doing a I thought we were doing like a a meeting like this." And then they're like I walked into the city and they're like, "Yeah, have a seat up there." I'm like, "What?" Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I was nervous. It was nervous, Me, but hey, the the first time I had my four inch, I thought when when I was having a meeting like this too, when I first went to a council meeting, I thought it was gonna be like, oh, sit around and like talk like normal people, and then all these people showed up with pitchforks and torches, and they're like, burn <laughs> Kevin, burn Kevin. I was yeah. like, what? What are you talking about? We hate water sports. I was like, yeah. oh shit, where's where's the back door? Let me get out of here. <laughs> I have yeah, neck like, tattoos. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. And then, and then they start. They say, "Burn Kevin with a." I like to make a motion to burn Kevin. I'm like what? What motion? <laughs> I second that motion. Right, what is that? All right. Unanimous. That's very true. Yeah. No, oh, my my, my my first gig was a gas jockey on the dock. You know, that's how I got into it. You know, I lived on the boat, but I, I pumped gas at a marina, and that was it. And then, you know, deckhand or dockhand, then deckhand, and then, you know, mate and so forth. So I did all that and I get it. And you look, all it takes is one walk down the dock to see how many people, you know, any ordinance or legislation would affect. And, and that's enough for me to, to try and do what I can. 
before we end the uh, end the interview, I mean, knowing that you guys have these these tiki's, there's got to be some really good stories that uh, oh. happened on the tiki's. Do you guys have a few? Haley has them. Okay. Oh, <laughs> please enlighten us. Oh gosh, I mean, we've got great stories. You know, just like uh, we had that. We want horror, we've horror, got, blood and guts. We've got. <laughs> this goes yeah, silly. There is this one time where we had a captain um, come back to the dock and. There were a pair of underwear on the top of the thatch roof, and the the group that was on there was uh, it was a group of ladies that were fifty plus, and I'm just looking at the captain like, how how the fuck did that happen? And where did that happen? Did that happen as you were going down the harbor? I mean, we just have we had, we had a bachelorette party the other day, and I was out on my boat at Crab Island. And they went out there and they did the three hour trip and, and, and they bachelorettes were throwing down, having a good time. And I'm sitting there and I'm just drinking, looking around and the Tiki's pick up shop and start heading back into town. And I'll be damned if I didn't see the bridesmaid on her hands in a handstand <laughs> with her bride friend holding her feet on the Tiki in the channel. I'm like, what? What? Oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> Turn it down. Turn it down. Get a vertical. Get it the other way. Yeah, uh, I mean, we do better, better than behind the helm with your captain, right? And then I went down. I went down the other day and service exactly. I went down the other day and service the <laughs> service the uh, service the engines. And there's a there's a bikini top on the top. I'm like, oh, what do we do? What do, we do? <laughs> you know, it's 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 like uh, yeah, it's it's just it's uh, that's what it is. They have they have a great time, yeah. but everybody we, enjoys we themselves. Man, I want to come work for you guys. You just made it sound so good, dude. I'm ready to pack in my shit and fucking just come work for you. Guys. Thank you most, man. It's, it's a good time. Love and naked girls on the boat? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a great fucking... No. Well, Tab, hey, hats off to, to you guys and your and your business, man. It sounds like you guys got a great family and a, and a great relationship and you're working together. And, and you guys have created a, an awesome business and an awesome business model. And um, congratulations and hats off to you, man. Seriously. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. It's awesome. I, got, I got one last question because this is the first time we had a husband wife team on the show. What's the secret to running a successful partnership with your spouse? Can I answer that? Go ahead, Haley. <laughs> Actually, um, you and I, we both have like, he has really great strengths where I'm weak and vice versa. So we work really, really well together. Like I am super type A, attention to detail. Ian's a bit, very big dreamer. <laughs> so um, we, we work, we work very well together. And um, I mean, we do things get a little bit heated <laughs> occasionally, but we, we just work really well together. So it's, yeah, it's, it's our, everything, everything, every department she's at in, um, you know, she, I, I don't want anything to do with, and then every part of mine have, I have, I, she doesn't want anything to do with. And, and ultimately it's, it just meshes like it's, it's like that. And it actually, I, I didn't expect it. I didn't know it. And we just, re- we just realized it. And, and, you know, my brother and, and Mandy are up here now and, uh, you know, they're down there the days and they're, they're doing their part and it's for the, for the four of us, it's a, it's a great time. You know, it's, it's very enjoyable. Who's better uh, at dealing with complaints, customer complaints? Oh, uh, Haley, uh, Haley for sure. I love, I love doing <laughs> that. I had Haley. a really great one today where I had a woman call me and say that she, we needed to change all of our policies because <laughs> um, she was late and we took off without her. We weren't going to refund her, but we had to change our policies because she was late and stuck in traffic. And Mind you, stuff. it and, was three days ago. 
Her reservation yeah, was three days ago. Days. <laughs> so she decided to call three days after. Like, what? 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 <laughs> How is that? Like, I don't get it. I, I swear to God, I don't. I, I've got a, a, a big theory on all of this because I've been seeing this a lot too, man. It's We did a show the other last week uh, just about like cancellation policies and all sort of stuff. And I told Greg, I was just like, I was real monotone during the show. I could hear myself and I was just kind of like, yes, yes, yes. Like, dude, maybe we should have picked another topic because I'm so, I'm ready to kill. I'm like you, dude. Like, I cannot handle, I tell them e- email. If it gets past my check-in person, email me because I'm probably going to tell you to just go fuck yourself, to be honest. Yeah. That's why I'm <laughs> I, I had a call, Doc can't call me today, guys. And he's in front of the fucking customer. So first of all, I'm like, are you standing next to the customer? And he's like, yeah. I was like, get the fuck away from him, man. What are you doing, dude? Don't call right. me in right. front of the customer because it's not going right. to end well for anybody right now. <laughs> right. So you tell that motherfucker, he can take Marcus' ass back up there and either get a fucking refund and he can go fuck himself or he can fucking have a discount. It's up to him. I saw it come right. back through like refund. I'm like, fucking salute, motherfucker. It's mid-July. I'll come down there and whoop your fucking ass, dude. I don't care. I got enough money this summer, dude. Fuck you, man. Because that's the way I handle it. I, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. I, 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 I feel like I you handle it like that too. I had to hang. I had to hang up. I had. I had. And, and so the, the girls are always like they're always the worst. They always. You, I just feel like I can hear the big mopey eyes and the, the asking for special treatment in their voices, and they started getting short. And I was like, oh no! I, I, the wick went whoop right to the top, and I was like, done. I'm just gonna hang up before I say something bad. You know what's funny? I don't I don't hear a lot of customer complaints uh, as much as I used to because my team diffuses them. But the one customer complaint I, I remember was back, I don't know, four, three, four months ago. And it was a cruise in Tiki where the lady wouldn't get on the boat because the guy had a Trump shirt on. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. that's right. Yeah. Yep. That's that was funny. She wanted us to have a dress code for our customers. Oh, a dress code. You know, and and just not allow, like, anybody to wear whatever they wanted to, basically. We're like... (laughs) Like, nothing below the neckline or something? Like an Amish person? (laughs) I I gotta have... Your your captains probably have a job as, like, psychiatrists, because you you could have different families on the the trip, right? Let's say... Or different couples. Right. So they gotta gotta have that personality to bring bring people together. And, and, uh, man, that's... I'm sure charm is I mean, a big part. Charm, yeah. I'm about to say, I mean, it's not just hiring any six-pack captain. I mean, well, they have to have a certain personality because you are trying to bring people together. And that yeah. that's the magic, though, right? And it doesn't it doesn't happen all the time. But, like, you know, sometimes, it, you know, the majority part, you got to be able to read the crowd and see if they want to hear your story or if they want to – because you, you do have some people that are, are you know, there and they, they think you've got a great story or, you know, they want to hear about the captain. And you get the other people that leave me the fuck alone. And I've, I've run trips where – I've, a whole hour and a half cruise, I've said maybe five words after my safety speech. You know, and it's just like literally three, and it's three couples, and they they're doing their own thing, and like no interaction. Then you have other ones that are lifelong friends. Now they do a Dustin thing because they met on the Tiki's together. They coordinate Dustin. There's a, uh, there was a family of four that came from Texas, and now they come every year because and they and they met two people on the on the, the same Tiki the first year, and now they coordinate and they come every year to oh, spend time cool. in Dustin again, relive the relive the, yeah. the moment. Hey, are you worried about your helm? Are you worried about your helm, Ian? Like when people get up like too close into your helm, like when you're like driving a boat and somebody like comes in like a. Co- I was always weird about that, and I don't. I was oh, the not helm? the only captain. Yeah, like having a customer come into your yeah. like personal space while you're trying to drive yeah. the boat, and you're just. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like, no, we. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe COVID it's my size. Room, man. 
Yeah. Maybe, they're, maybe they're, it's my size. I don't have that problem that much, but I, but I they are welcome in the helm, but I'll step out. We're not, we're not personal <laughs> yeah. space, personal space. No, there, there's no, there's a fishing captain in Destin. He, uh, he's a party boat captain. And, uh, I, I drove, I went on the trip and I was in the wheelhouse with them talking and he doesn't let anyone in the wheelhouse. I mean, it, he just, he'll flip out. So we're in the wheelhouse talking and a tourist comes up on, on the second deck and he opens the door and this guy turns around and says, get the fuck out. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and you, you got, you had to have seen the face of the guy. Like he was stunned. He slowly, it's a sliding glass door, right? And he opens the door. The captain tells him to get out and he slowly closes it. And he has like this look on his face like he saw a ghost. Like It was hilarious. And then the captain just goes about telling him, me what he was telling me like nothing ever happened. Like he right. was like, very he, particular. He's, he's, he's not a personal, personnel kind of person. You know, yeah. a hey, PR person, public relations. I used to have this. I used to have this thing with my mate where I'd be like, when I knew, like, I thought I had my shades on, you know, but I'd be like, my head would be this way, but my eyes would be over here, so I'd be watching the customers, or whatever. And I'd have some guy like trying to get my fucking attention, and I would uh-huh. just look over at my mate. I'd be like, fucking do something about this guy, man. <laughs> fucking, he's about to walk up, and I don't want him near me, dude. To stop him, get in between us, to stop it right now. Do something about it. I'll relay it to you. We can relay it back to each other. But I, don't get me wrong, I was a personal captain, but you drive a boat for so long with like tourists man especially parasailing it's just like fuck dude i've parasailed 130 people today but i i was gonna say earlier like sometimes to when you go from like being a captain uh and the deck commander and the fucking like because even the owner of the boat you know as well as i do at the end of the day the buck stops with you the owner can call you up and be like i want you to fucking do this and you're like well then come on and grab the wheel dude you know what i mean here you go like a lot of captains will still hear him say like i'm fucking god like when i'm on this boat i'm the master and commander of this vessel so i think like i love i first of all i, I just i love that there's another guy i think you're the first like captain fucking uh, uh, slash entrepreneur that's that's been on the show that's got that's got a history of driving boats so i i, I don't know if you tell me if i'm wrong but if like you ever feel that sort of bleeds into your personality as a business owner too where you got guys like greg that are like you know like let's have this normal conversation as to where i'm like i'll choke slam you you know i don't have i don't have that i i, I enjoy the, the people somewhat um I, i'll run the trips here and there <laughs> But if I'm running a trip, they're gonna get my they're gonna get my soul. Like I'm gonna really right. interact with them. I cannot do that all day long, every day. And that's why my solution is removing myself, which is you know, <laughs> removing myself and running less trips, interacting with less people so that I don't have to snap or get pushed to that threshold. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and I've done the same thing, you know, offshore with the ships. You know, I've had 150 had 150 people on the on the ship and people come up to the cap, up, the, up to the bridge and it's like negative. Now given that everybody's paid, everybody's paid there, negative. Speak with him. That's, that's your guy right there. I'll 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 have him. Oh, oh man, so. he's rocketed to my favorite guest. Yeah. That's it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. You're you're a man after my own heart, brother. Well, I think we're we're Appreciate about time. I think we're about time. But uh, Ian, uh, Haley, do you want to tell us a little bit how if anyone has any questions about you or cruising tiki's or anything, how how can they get in touch with you? I mean, the easiest, yeah, easiest way is just to call us at our number or reach out on social media. Um, I'm always in there answering all the DMs and. And all that, so um, just cruising Tiki's Dustin <laughs> is the handle, so it's the easiest way, yeah. 
All right. And if you want to continue the conversation, you guys are in our Facebook group. I see you, you posting and commenting at times. So you can hit them up with questions in the Facebook group. And that's it. That's a wrap. So thanks for listening. And as always, keep it awkward. You've been listening to the Awkward Water Sport Guys podcast. If you're in the water sport industry, this is the podcast that brings the business perspective to parasailing, jet and ski boat rentals, sailing, snorkeling, and everything else. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Be sure to sign up to our email list at watersportpodcast.com and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you have further thoughts, questions, or comments about this episode, head to our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators, to continue the conversation. See you next time.